Hello, friends. Hello, friends. I am all the shade the Carters threw at the Grammys. And I simply, I'm one of the people who got robbed <laughs> at the Grammys. Uh. <laughs> I'm one of the people who don't deserve to be in the category, honestly. Uh, I'm one of the people that you ain't got to clap for everything. <laughs> I'm the truth that Jay-Z tells when he's nervous. <laughs> I'm Blue Ivy and she's like, all right, dad, right, hurry the fuck up. up. I'm Beyonce in her, get that man off the stage, <laughs> smile. <laughs> and her cowboy hat. Because <laughs> that's a different person. That's a whole entire different person. And this is... Him and Jay. Are you okay? The podcast. The only podcast. That exists. That exists, friends. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for week. coming back. Yes. For our conversation this week. And it's Black History Month. Um, Most importantly, friends, happy Black History happy Month. Happy Black History Month. I wanted to do a thing where whenever we're recording mm-hmm. Black History Month, mm-hmm. I just wanted to give a little fact. Okay. A little Black History Let's do fact. it. Because why not? Because why not? So I just wanted to share, mm-hmm. since we like poetry and we like writing, I thought I would okay. have it keep within the literature okay, okay. genre. Okay. So here's a little fun fact about Black History Month. Okay. So. I'm all ears. The first African American mm-hmm. to publish a book of poetry. Do you know who that is? Mm. And when that happened? No. No? I don't think so. Okay. The first African-American to publish a book of poetry mm-hmm. is Phyllis Wheatley. Okay. I think I I know the name. So, okay. And, and it was titled Poems on Various Subjects, Religious and Moral. And uh, it was published in 1773. 1773. Yep. Shit. Yep. That's dope. So it was, let's see. It says her book was um, released. Oh, she was emancipated shortly after her book was released. Okay. Have you read any poems? I from... haven't, but I'm surely going to look her up. Actually, yeah. I think I have. I'm but sorry, I don't yeah. remember it being her name. Yeah. I don't remember the name. I know the name Wheatley. Phyllis Wheatley. Like, I've heard the name before. So maybe, like, you know, she might have been one of those fun facts they like to give you in school about black people on this month. Or probably not, because I don't remember, I don't remember in, like, ever hearing about her. Yeah. But yeah, so there's, there's our fun fact for Black History Month. Okay, okay. How you Black History Month? I kind of had a little fun fact, um, a little bit myself, but it was like, you know, the little fun segment facts I wanted to talk about since the Grammys, um, just passed. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Grammys just the happened. Grammys did just happen. They That's did. the Those, music awards. The, yes, the ones with they the award music. All the music people. People that do the all the musical things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that happened this past weekend, and it's um things that were uh, surfacing on uh, social media uh, made me want to look up, and I've actually seen like some people talk about this too, but um of the black people that have won the year uh, grammy of the year i'm sorry the album of the year at the grammys and Ah. so there's only the grammys have been on for 66 years sure they they have it's been 66 years (laughs) sure sure most definitely Uh, most whatever you say whatever you say i believe you um uh, yeah they um they've been on for 66 years and only 11 black artists have ever won album of the year 
yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jay-Z yeah. mentioned yeah. we be boycotting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it made me want to look up and see um, who these artists were and what year they were. So um, it, the first uh, black artist to ever win one is Stevie Wonder in 1974. He uh-huh. also went on to win 75 and 77. And this so, is Artist of the Year or Album, album of the, of the year? year? Album of the album Year. Album of the Year. So, yeah, he won for uh, 1974 for Inversions, 1975, uh, Fulfilling This, First Final. I don't know any Stevie Wonder's uh, name of any of these albums, so I hope you... Uh, <laughs> you don't? I don't know any of the name of his albums. You don't know Songs in the... What is it? Songs, songs in, in the Key of Life. That's the only one I do know. Okay, <laughs> that's the one. That's the, yeah, know. that's the only one I do know. Yes, um, which the, he did one in '77 for that. I was receiving a phone call, and they were about to say that you wow. could no longer celebrate Black History Month. I was getting about to get my card taken away. Yeah, from you're me. about to get it revoked. So I, I wanted to save you. I wanted to save you. Sheesh. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson's the next. Uh, he won in 1984 um, for Thriller. Uh, then 85. 20 years later? <laughs> Almost 20 years later? Uh, no, this was uh, uh, one. Did Stevie won 77. In... Was the last time he won was in 77. And then Michael won in 84. Oh, I thought he said 94. I was like, yeah. uh... 1984. 1984. <laughs> uh... um, then in uh, 1985, Lionel Richie won. Lionel. And then yeah. about six years later, Quincy Jones won for Back on the Block. Cool. Amen. Oh, and that changes the year later in 1992 when Natalie Cole won. Yes, girl. For Unforgettable with Love. Uh, then um, two years later, Whitney Houston won. Whitney. For The Bodyguard. And then five years later, Lauren Hill won for oof, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Incredible. And then five years after that, Outcast won. Oh. For uh, 2004, for Speaker Box and Love Below, which I did not know. I think I knew that. Um, Speaker Box. 2005, Ray Charles won, and I think that had a lot to do with the fact of the Ray Charles movie coming out yeah. um, that year. Uh, then three years later, Herbie Hancock won okay. in 2008. Uh, then, <laughs> 12, it took 12 years later after that yeah. for John Baptiste to win. <laughs> Uh, for his album, and then you know, now we're in 2004, so yeah, nice. album of the year. Uh, it, it, it is crazy and sad that there's only what two or three women in that category, <laughs> and none of those women are Beyonce, and none of them are. And I'm not even a stan, but I, I feel like she, like, I think that <laughs> is really, and that's the thing very is, interesting. I did that. think that he was very valid in what he said, oh, like, yeah. she's the most nominated. Uh, most win, most, not most winning, not yeah, most, not just nominated, but also uh, she's won the most Grammys of anyone. Anyone, she but has she what, has never twenty two, but she has never gotten the album of the year. Yeah, make it make sense. Make it make sense. It's, it's really strange. It's strange, especially when you think about um, uh, Lemonade and yeah, and her uh, and the way that like like she makes like cultural impact albums yeah. and. Award shows love that. They love like a cultural impact. I don't know yeah. if they're too black or what. I don't know. Maybe that's the case because, but then <laughs> I mean, you need like, to think about the impact that Destiny's Child had on an yeah. R and B 
in, in the in the early 2000s and none of them ever won album of the year or yeah but i also don't think award shows like bands or like i don't know like groups yeah when you think about it yeah there aren't groups that ever win album of yeah. Like they'll win like rock album, rap album. Yeah, like in their category, in their categories. Quote unquote, but... Yeah, there's always a single artist that wins for album of the year. Yeah, but yeah, I think that is just wild. That's and interesting. I also um, just don't watch award shows anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, I watched a bit of the Grammys, mm-hmm. like a little bit. I mm-hmm. watched. <laughs> I watched. Um, I don't know. I, okay, so I had thoughts about the Grammys. Okay, okay, so the Grammys, the Grammy Awards, the Grammy Awards, they came on recently. Uh, this... And from what I saw, it could have been other artists. I I really did not like. I did not watch a lot of it. Okay. So there there could be something else. But while I was watching, I, I felt like, and I think this this goes for like all kind of entertainment right now and mm-hmm. like award shows, where I was like, where are the young people? Like, it was just, like, everyone was... That is very... Like, our generation is older. I was older. J- jarred to see uh, uh, Meryl Streep up at the front of the... I was like, where are the... Where, <laughs> are, the, where, are, the, where, are, the, where are the kids? I yeah. guess, like, there's Billie Eilish, who and Olivia Rodrigo sure, are, like, the younger. Yeah. But, but, like, then my thought was, like, Taylor Swift is our age. She's not Yeah, she's the, not. Even she's though not she does not... <laughs> She doesn't give the feel of that, but I mean, yeah, she but is. she's like she's like thirty. It was it was very <laughs> millennial heavy. Like yeah. every like like performance that I watched or yeah. any tribute they had or anyone they were celebrating, like they had Jay Z receive the Dr. Dre mm-hmm. Award. They had um you know Billy Eilish won won uh for the Barbie song. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Which deservedly and, so, but yeah. like. Then Taylor Swift won a bunch because she always wins a bunch. Because it's that. And then, like, everyone else who was... War- I was like, where are the youngs? Yeah. Where are the young people? And then they had this in-memoriam tribute that was so unhinged. I was like, <laughs> what's going on? Where it was about 15 minutes long. Oh, my God. And basically, people... Artists came out and did tributes to, like... Oh, like when Fantasia came out she and did, did Tina Turner. Turner. Which she was yeah, great. Yeah, she was really and good. And then, like... Uh, uh, Stevie Wonder. He's saying like a mm. Jimmy Buffett song, but it also it did that thing where I hate in memoriams in every award show because yeah. they do the because number one they don't know how to mute the fucking claps. No. So when they're showing people's faces, people like applaud. Yeah. People, and then it's just silent for other so people. people. You're like and it's horrible. It's, it's like awkward. it's like these dead people were important, but and these, these dead other people, people aren't. And this like... kind of did it tenfold. It was like. <laughs> Okay, this dead person's gonna get a full tribute to mm. <laughs> to, to their own entire catalog. Yeah, but these other dead people, we're just we'll, gonna we'll show you a picture, a picture of them. <laughs> in between, weird. wait. So they had certain performances they like Tina Turner, certain... and then other ones. It was like, and then we're just gonna show the face between the two, yes. and then have somebody else perform another. That is fucked. It was so weird, that and it was weird. so long, and it was like the audience. I don't think was feeling it at all. It was just weird. And yeah. It was like, why are we doing this? But. That was it was pretty unhinged. Yeah. And then, and then who else performed? Joni Mitchell performed. She's eighty, which I love. Joni Mitchell. And, I know and the it name. Was, it was cool. She performed with uh, Carlisle. I forgot her name. She wins like songwriter or country oh, artist okay. of the cool. <laughs> every year, right. and I had never heard her music. <laughs> I'm sure she's great. Oh, but she's oh did she pass? No. Oh no. 
okay. But she she introduced her. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. And like performed with her, but um. Joni Mitchell performed. She was 80. They, like, mm-hmm. put her on, like, a rotating recliner Poor and, like, thing. turned her around. Poor thing. <laughs> and she was great. And it was beautiful. And it was a beautiful performance. And they kept showing Meryl Streep in the audience. But I was like, what? what's going on? I, for me, to have not seen, I just watched uh, highlights and clips. To have seen Meryl Streep so many fucking times oh, so many in times. the front is very, like, wow. Like, and then for I you love, to be like, you kept seeing her, too. I love that Tracy Chapman was there. Like, she performed. Yeah, I just found that out earlier today. With Luca, which I wish she could have just performed it by herself. And it's, it's. Okay, so I can't find, I've been piecing together. So did he even sing outside of the chorus? They did, like, a like a volley back and forth with one of the oh okay uh, yeah i would see that i saw some of that one of the uh verses okay but you get it was it was interesting because he was, was just looking at her. He was at her and he was mouthing along while she was i know like, it was, was like, like a strange this is weird we should just let her it's like it. also she hasn't fucking aged she looks tracy amazing Chapman she literally is. like just glowing just beautiful i saw her tweet about that's what made me go look for the performance because i saw her tweet about how uh her song is number one after the grammys yeah. and um i'm like well <laughs> like well, well duh the song is fucking amazing yeah everyone's 20 years late yeah <laughs> to the party very late. <laughs> um this song has always been great and it sucks that it took a white man for you guys all to notice but i i did like how she basically kind of, it was like kind of her performance in, in a way yeah it um, was great yeah. and she was just out there with a the guitar like beautiful yeah she's just still. gorgeous like still she's just ah she's just <laughs> amazing and then they had like like travis scott performed and i was like what's going on what did he perform some songs i don't know oh does he have songs out you're still allowed to do that. I didn't know Nas had a uh, uh, had an album out because he was nominated for one of the rap albums. Of I the assume year. he makes an album every. Year. I mean, I guess. I think there are people out here just making music, and just, good for them because yeah. they like you know. I won't ever hear it, but they are making it. It's happening. It's happening, and, and people. I'm sure people have heard it. <laughs> well, I'm sure there are people who have heard it. I'm sure he's heard it. I'm sure he's heard it, and the people that he made it with, but not, but but not, me. but not me. And then SZA had like what I thought was an, a performance was actually a Mastercard commercial. Everything I was very strange. Saw that too was because so I was like, why is this different from? <laughs> The ambiance and the because we're getting magic, like the the ground is lighting up, and I'm like, all right, bitch, I, I know y'all did not. Did you just trick me? And then an and then ad? when she goes, I'm partnering with Mastercard <laughs> at the end, and I'm just like, bitch, uh, did you? Just this is a, a three minute commercial. Dystopia as fuck. <laughs> I'm so mad, but I just I just don't get like award shows especially for music now where like and and again i didn't watch the whole show so there could have been other people who were awarded but it just felt like the same motherfuckers who've been winning for the past five years yeah that's just what one like there was no one new i love it. when they award samara joy who um who's a jazz singer love her and, oh yeah 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 and, yeah and i think she's yeah i love her and i think that's different that they keep that, yeah. Like she'll get the award, but that's the only time I'm like, oh, that's cool, that's a surprise. Everything, everything else, else, I'm like, is just like, Ugh. I mean, Tyla won the Water Girl. 
But I mean, sure. But like, yeah, best new artist. She had a fucking viral song, of course. Uh Uh-uh. She didn't win Coke. No. She won like best songs, best dance or something like that. Because I think um, uh, Victoria Monet won for best uh, new artist. Which is weird because Victoria Monet's been around for 1,100 years. (laughs) It's just, it's very like, it's like they don't make a category for like they need to make a different category because best new artists should be people who literally have come out in the past like maybe past year two years or something like that and not had literally been making out (laughs) here been trying to hustle and make music for the past 10 years and now they're just getting they're not a new artist yeah don't they also have a breakthrough award i think they did but i don't think they have one anymore and i think Uh, they got written or it wasn't televised or or that that part half too. Of that, half of the shit. So, yeah, but when, when you looked at it, I was looking at the list of everybody won. I guess it would be kind of hard to televise a lot of the stuff. It's like, and then it's hard to no televise it all. Six hour award show. Let's go. <laughs> Make it two days. Make it two days. I want to see these people lose their fucking mind. I want that they are never. And then you really to think the artists artists didn't barely show up for one night? They definitely not about to show up for two nights. Uh, no, in you're a row. Contra- contractually <laughs> obligated to show up to both nights of the Grammys. Yeah, I think they. I think that's what they need to do is have a breakout award because it doesn't make any sense to have these artists who've been out for years making music for them to have, and then it just takes away from other artists that are out here and that are not getting recognized for their new music contributions to the world. So. I mean, what they should do is just we're done. <laughs> I mean, award shows are done. What did Drake Music's say? Done. Movies are done. He said, "This fucking shit don't mean nothing." Okay, we we cannot <laughs> quote him on the show. <laughs> We simply cannot. That was a rough quote. I forget. He said something to along the lines of he, that. He though. was he was salty, but it's like, bro, you're not gonna win the rap. Wait, 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 album. wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He he put out an album, right? This this past year. Yeah. Which album was that? Hold on. Her loss was it? Her loss that oh. he lost. And oh. I, and, oh. And, and fuck! I guess it was his loss. <laughs> Woo! She still got it. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Um, that's all I had on that. Uh, yeah, that's wow. Award shows. Um, maybe I just think it's 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 very interesting because it's like you like you say you look at it and it's like I'm scrolling through and I'm like okay not surprised Taylor won album of the year. Yeah, not surprised Tyler and not surprised Victoria Renee was a surprise that she had won two awards. SZA won like one of the yeah she won three awards. That's cool. Mm -hmm. She won three awards. But like yeah, I'm not real. But it was just scrolling through. But also SZA wasn't a surprise. She better fucking win like. She was number one album, which is why I'm confused why she didn't win album of the year because she beat the record for number one album on the charts that was beat Taylor Swift, actually. Didn't she? Okay, so, don't don't ask me. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. that was the, that was more of a rhetorical. Okay. I was like, please out, don't. Out in the please ethos. Don't check with out, me. out in the ethos. I have no idea. I thought it was Lionel Richie who won all, all of the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, I don't uh, Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just that I thought that was wild that she didn't win uh, album of the year. But yeah, it just like it was some of the things. And then it was like nice seeing like the new categories that like one for African uh, yeah. music. So that was cool to see that. But yeah. Oh, and then I and I think uh, somebody somebody won. Oh, but I was like, Dave Chappelle won a Grammy for fucking his, I guess his audio thing for his last 
commented stand up. stand up and I'm just like, y'all really awarded him that? Well, who else were they going to award? <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know what the, who else was in the category. So Me. So Damn. they should have just awarded me. Damn. If they really wanted to <laughs> break some ceilings here. Uh, but yeah. I didn't really have anything else oh. that you Okay, great. Out, yeah. Um how do we feel about Taylor Swift's new album title? I don't know what it is. <laughs> she announced it when she won her Grammy. Which I thought was still so very like <laughs> Uh, always on the business baby somebody said that was talking about her being like 19 years old still and she's 19 <laughs> years old and she's a psyop but <laughs> it's it's the tortured poets department is the name of the album that she's gonna release all right look i don't want to offend <laughs> any swifties yeah okay. I don't, we have people who we are very close to who are who's the swifter do we? We're Swifties. We do. Oh. We have people who are who will go to bat for some Taylor Swift. And you know what? I understand. I she's, guess. She's relatable sure. to a certain a demographic, certain demographic. Of, of people. She's very relatable. They've grown up with her. So it's like, you know, it's almost like your friend getting su- successful and like, you know, living their life out. And Sure. I, I feel just, that way sometimes about Paramore. So maybe. Sure. I just don't, I don't, I want to get it. I just, and I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, she fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, she sucks. She fucking sucks. There are songs by her that I like and, and I get disappointed because then I listen to this other stuff where their internet and her fans are going crazy and going and like, just oh, like, this was so deep. She was talking about this. She was doing this. Oh, she was connecting this, this, this. And I'm like, bitch, no, this is she... Baby Shark. <laughs> oh. She is not. <laughs> she is not. What because... do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? There's this lore and you got to connect this and this. No. What is it even like? What lore? What does she have? What hardships is she facing currently right now? Apparently she's faced a lot of hardships and we don't get it. But we I don't mean, fucking get it. She's and tortured. I'm like, and I'm not not. And she's a poet. And she has a department. <laughs> I was just like, why is it called? Did she also like try to like take that from uh, like, she's always appropriating black culture. <laughs> Dead, dead poet society. Tortured poet society. <laughs> Bitch, what? Uh, Excuse me, it's a tortured poet's department. Don't oh, you? Somehow, oh, so she decided to switch the word. That's so much clunkier than like, department. Like department, like the Ew. Department of Justice. Do not call we, your album department. Are you? The, it's just, uh, I, I really want to love her, and I really want to be on this band because she's probably like, she's probably not a bad person. She actually probably does care about the things that she says she cares about. Like I'm on the fence. I don't know. I'm, I'm also on the fence. I, I don't know. know. I was, I I was giving her any famous person is always a going bit of, yeah. Gonna give you some lip service. Yeah. I don't know. It's just I don't and 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 the thing is, I feel like we don't know her and we're getting these vibes. 
Like, and, 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 and we're not the only ones. I, like, talk to other people and they have these vibes about her. Yeah. It's like, it can't just be us then. Like, yeah. it's, it's gotta be her. It's like, what, is, what have you done? Who have you killed, yeah. <laughs> Who have you killed, Like, it? I don't know. And, and it's just, with her, she's, like, always in the news for something. And you're like, why? Why do we keep talking about Travis and her? <laughs> don't care. It's a love story, He's, man. It's a love oh, story. and not in my black history will I ever want to see. <laughs> scroll across my motherfucking screen. Anyone ever fucking saying that Travis Kelsey invented, in, the, invented fame. the fucking fame. Or he put it on the map. Not invented. He put it on the map. No one got fades. So Jay Z, Nas, no, no, no rap, no no person who's ever been, uh, no, no black person, no person has ever been famous. Ever faded their hair prior to this white man, Travis Kelsey. I'm confused. If you guys, None. so no one has ever like, oh my god, my whole life is a lie because prior to me ever Mark, having long hair, Mark, that's I've what never I seen thought. I, I've never had it. I never, I never had it. Fade. I don't know what it was. What it was. I thought I had, but it wasn't a fade. Up, you don't talk about and then her making swag surf like how does she even know how to do swag surf <laughs> does she even do it right i didn't watch oh, the video she's a millennial. She i didn't watch the video <laughs> but we she got the crowd <laughs> <laughs> but it's so crazy that she is to thank have to, for them to give thanks to for i guess making it popular again and having their uh producers or whatever want to continue music with them or something yeah, like it's interesting it's it's crazy i don't know i don't get it. the thing is I, i've been trying like i've been like okay i'll listen to or i'll look at the lyrics of whatever song and see if the internet knows what they're talking about and see like they're going oh this is so deep and i'll read it and be like are y'all fucking her kidding me like you like they're like you said baby shark it's very it's very elementary there's no depth in in these lyrics it's it's like it's it kind of reminds me of um like what what was it was it bo burnham who had a uh one of his songs where he he was parroting like boy bands Mm -hmm. where he was like um all of everything they say is so vague because they want to make sure that the that the reach of their lyrics can 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 reach any teenage girl in the world. So it'd be like, oh, I love you, baby, with your <laughs> blue, brown, orange eyes. And your, oh, I see this and one. Your two arms and, and <laughs> two, two legs. Oh, and your brown, blondish hair. Like they're just, it's just very like I want to make sure anyone can relate to this, and I would say that. anything like vague or like it's it's just not. I don't know. It's it's so, what's, it what's, kind of reminds me of that where she's just very like it's like, yeah, I was sad once and this boy broke my heart. Have you ever experienced heartbreak from a boy who made you sad? <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah! Oh my god, I have to she's she's specifically talking about me because that just happened to me. How did she know? How did you know? She's like reading my Taylor Swift is psychic. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I. The thing is, she does have a couple good songs that I really like. Like, there's one called "Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda," which is great. I'm trying, and, to... and I think it's because it's like a specific. Like when her songs are actually not the ones where she's just trying to get money, right? And it's actually a specific. Like she wrote down, and her fucking feelings yeah. were hurt, and she's specific, and she's like, "You and your fucking Buick." A Chevy with a rust on the door. I hope you fucking die. You like Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You with the 
fucking tobacco under your fingernails. <laughs> tobacco under you your fingernails. And then you started vaping and you just lied to everyone. <laughs> like she's literally said these in like. It's like when she's doing that, it's like, okay, this is good. But when it's just the generic, like, shake it off. Haters gonna hate Disney ass shit. I'm like, I, I, right. I can't. I can't relate. I don't I don't get what you're getting from this one. But I don't know. I'm trying to um like what's a very we'll do Lavender Haze cuz that's like the first song on her Midnight album. I just wanted to look up her lyrics and see what okay. we're getting. Um <clears throat> Meet Me at Midnight. Yeah. Staring at the ceiling with you. Oh, you don't ever say too much. And you don't really read into my melancholia. Mark, what? Did she get, she put melancholia in that song? What the fuck? I've been under scrutiny. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Stop. You handled it beautifully. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. As all shit is new to me. Yeah, oh yeah. I feel the lavender haze creeping up on me. Surreal. I'm damned if I do give a damn of what people say. No deal. The 1950s shit. They they want me from from me. They want from me. I just want to stay in the lavender haze. Maybe she was better when she was a teenager. What am I getting from that? What I just I read? Have, I have no idea. It sounded like a racist Ooh. dog whistle. Why are you going back to the 1950s? What, what are we talking about? What do they want from me? What's lavender? <laughs> Melancholy is crazy to just drop in a song. To just drop it in, just in like, he doesn't get my melancholy. Oh, shit. I just, like, I don't know. It's, the thing is, she has, like, songs where I listen to the lyrics and I'm like, oh, for, like, a kid who, like, wrote this. Like, our song. That, that song where it's like, our song is the same screen door, sleeping out, wait, tapping on your window. Is this when, she, when was, she was in her country? Okay, country well, this is like when she was in country. Yeah. That's like a well written song. Like even if it's kind of goofy sounding because it's just like a twangy right. whatever. It's like a well written song where it's specific and it's her talking being young and talking about you know the, our song could be the volatile. Like we hear songs on the radio and couples have their own song, mm-hmm. but our song is a slamming screen door or sneaking out or being you right. know, in a volatile kind of relationship where we're sneaking out to see each other. But then blah, blah. like it's, it's specific and, and it's, it's, but that, and that's actually writing. right. Has like an underlining, like it actually has a meaning. It means something. It's giving you like depth, mm-hmm. but like anti-hero. I have this thing where I get older, but just never wiser. Midnights become my afternoons. When my depression works, the graveyard shift. All the people I've ghosted stand here in the room. That's not bad. That actually really isn't that yeah, bad. Yeah, that's good. That actually really isn't that bad. Okay, see, and that's what disappoints okay. me about her. Because all of her songs could be have depth, and people treat her like every song has the same depth as these ones. No, about, and they don't. Those the are, first lyric uh, that I read from Lavender, and then anti completely different. Like that's like <laughs> completely good. different. Like, that I can understand people like relating. Yeah, to. it's just these other songs where it's like generic. I'm just trying to get your fucking money. Yeah, music. It, it doesn't have 
and it's just kind of shallow. Right. And people go, no, you don't get no, it. You don't no. understand the lore. You that's don't... not shallow. I'm like, okay, mm, every song cannot be good. No. It's okay. And every that's song, fine. She's been working not for a everyone. long time. Every song cannot be. It's okay. She's... Your favorite, your fave out here, no fave, nobody's fave out there. Every song that they, when they drop an album is good. I mean, mine are. Uh, I mean. Mine, yeah. I mean. But not everybody. <laughs> Everybody's can't. Everybody's. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, but you know, keep doing you, Taylor. You're you know, winning. You you are literally rich as hell. Uh, you're 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 seen every week. You're gonna you're going to the Super Bowl. You're going to the Super Bowl. You're baby. going to the Super Bowl. So yeah, you keep doing you. <laughs> oh, Taylor. Well, um. <clears throat> Uh, friends, uh, we watched a movie. We did watch a movie. <laughs> and it is Black History Month, so... so it's a bit blasphemous that we watched this movie. It is. But this is a movie we're going to discuss. And in a way... And we, other things. I mean, we can tie into it being Black History and, you know, shit. Yeah. In a way. Definitely. I wanted to tie it into some other things, but we'll get Ooh, into it. Ooh, okay. I'm interested what you see. What you want to tie okay. Into. But friends, um, we watched a movie. You may have seen it. It came out uh, last year, year before last. Was, yeah, a year ago. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's Elvis. Yeah, the movie Elvis, which is weird because we <laughs> we missed like, the whole. And I think we talked about it on this podcast of us being or me specifically being like, yeah, I would never watch. Would never movie. said I would never watch it. Because Had no interest to ever watch every, it. Like thing I heard about it was. I don't know. The media just really wanted you to hate Austin Butler because he kept going like, I was too deep into the character and I had to, it took me a while to get out of it. And he I, would I speak see, in the yeah. voice. Even when he was like on and stage one like, time. this is the weirdest. You're like, try acting, darling. Yes. But then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, 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 I he did this for like three years of his life and he turned himself into out like and he also he like sang body he was gr- like wait that was him singing yeah he sang a lot of the song the the songs when he oh i've also been looking up things <laughs> about this because because his performance really did flabbergast like i was flabbergast yeah it was, was like, actually i was pretty <laughs> which is the craziest thing because i think they were banking on that to make to think that it was going to be a good movie. He was literally the only, he was the only good thing about a terrible movie. Literally, literally. But he, yeah, so he sang, um, he re-recorded all the like young Elvis songs. So they kind of, they do his voice and I think it's mixed a little bit with Elvis's actual track. So, but he sang everything. And then um, the ones when he was older, they used more of uh, the Elvis original mix and mix it in with his vocals. Okay. But yeah. yeah, he sang like all I'm the even songs. more impressed. And all, now. Anything he was singing like acapella in the like when he would just tinkle on the yeah, piano that was, was him. Singing. Okay, and 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 it made me wonder if he was when those like little scenes. Yeah. Okay. Because then I, I watched Priscilla and well, you gotta. Watch was there Priscilla. any singing in that movie? Um. Twice, I think. There was the first time you see Elvis. And there's another time. Okay. I did. No. No. I fell asleep during Elvis. Good. Not Priscilla. Good. Well, <laughs> Elvis is about four days long. Yeah. So it's okay to fall asleep during that yeah. one. So today, I guess we're we're exploring the Elvis expanded universe. Uh, yeah. Which 
universe. two movies right now that yeah. came out very close to each other yes. where two different actors portrayed Elvis. Elvis in very different stories where one is more of a generic by the book mm-hmm. biopic where you're you're being told the story of Elvis and then the other one is told from the point of view of uh, Priscilla, Priscilla his Presley, wife. his his wife, mm-hmm. and how they met and the circumstances of their relationship mm-hmm. and going a little bit more into his flaws and, and the sinister nature of their relationship, mm-hmm. him meeting her when he was a grown man yeah. and she was a teenager still in, in high school yeah. and then them having a, one child together and what yeah. ensued with that. Yeah. So Elvis... Elvis, um, I wrote so many fucking notes about this movie, and I'll start off by saying this, um, I love a Baz Luhrmann movie, you know? Which is crazy, let's get into that for a second, because I still, I mean, okay. I don't, I want to get it, he's kind of like my Taylor Swift, right? where I'm like, I get, I get it conceptually, and I understand that he's He's a he is a visionary director. He is doing yeah. something that no other director has done. People have tried to probably mimic his style and like try to be him, and they will not because he is so specific in what he is doing with the way that he edits his films, the way that he mm. incorporates anachronistic music mm-hmm. and, and uses modern songs in period pieces. Mm-hmm. What he did with Romeo and Juliet, like he, you know, he's obviously a visionary director sure he's the bane of my experience <laughs> every movie he's created i don't the style is not for me i think yeah it's, it is it's, not for me when you look at it in friends like if you don't know uh any of like baz Luhrmann's work you do you've seen it yeah um he uh he did um he was actually at, which i forgot um directed the get down which was on Netflix. How could you forget? And I forgot Baz Luhrmann. I don't know how I forgot how he was the forget? one that was directing. Oh, he- you couldn't tell? <laughs> By the color But then it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, then um, he's also did The Great Gatsby. He's done Moulin Rouge. He's done Romeo and Juliet. I thought it was really weird that he's done Australia. But then he recently did Fairway Downs, which is the same story. Oh. And has Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman in it, I think, both. Interesting. Yeah, kind of weird. I guess he redid Australia. Don't know. Good for him. Um, but yeah, yeah, redo your movies. That's kind of his his uh, his work. And make them better. <laughs> just kidding. They're they're good. They're just not for me. Yeah. I love Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. But I also watched Romeo and Juliet when I was like a child. When I was. So I it could also be nostalgia glasses. Yeah. For how I look. I just like. Because I'm trying to think as, as an adult, I've seen, I think I've still seen it and I still enjoy it. I enjoy it because I like a campy telling yeah, of Shakespeare. A, sure. lot of, a lot of Shakespeare tellings, they try to like get into the modeling mm-hmm. and like series, which. And how, and, and the year and whatnot that it was, uh, you know, created where Romeo and Juliet kind of modernized so weird, it a little campy, bit. like fucking. They had cars Shakespeare and guns. Weird. And you need to write it weird. <laughs> and they, you need to and portray they, it weird. Rap? Did they rap in that movie? <laughs> I have no idea. They might have. It was, no, it was a lot of rave music because they they were always oh, yeah. like, partying. Yeah, it was a lot of just like fucking. Everybody's free. Everybody's free. 
It was very 90s. It was very 90s. It was crazy. All of the people who were related uh, were just different ethnicities. And I thought was that fun. was really fucking fun. That was too. fun. Mercutio was... Uh, John Luke was... Uh, no, Mercutio was um, my boy. Uh, oh, no. Mercutio was... Because um, I was about to say was John Luke was Amma, too. Tybalt. He was Tybalt. Tybalt was John Luke was yeah. Mercutio was... Who um, was cousins with... Harold Perrin. Harold, yeah. (laughs) Which he's great. He's great in that movie. Yeah, he's probably my favorite part. He's so good. Actually, he's actually why Mercutio is one of my favorite characters in in Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. It's a great character. A plague on both your houses. (laughs) But yeah, so Baz Luhrmann, he's a freak of nature. He does all this weird, weirdo shit in his movies that I don't like. But he, he did it. Again, in mm-hmm. this movie. Elvis. Where... I don't know. This movie maybe could have benefited from maybe not having Baz Luhrmann as director. I don't think it would have ever benefited anyone for anything. <laughs> th- there's no parts of this movie that was good outside of Austin. And you won. know what the craziest thing? I could not remember Austin Butler's name. At all until I saw this movie, and I will never forget that man's name. I will never now. forget. He's great. He's perfect. <laughs> but he's the only good. He's the only saving grace of thing. Of, uh, this movie is trash. I will say. Okay, let's do, <laughs> let's be a little more positive. What What did you like about the movie, if anything? If you can find certain scenes that you thought were okay, certain things that you, that came across well, um, and not just Austin Butler's performance. Uh, nothing. Crazy. Which is wild. You know, like when they I play went Doja in. Cat? I literally wrote. <laughs> I literally wrote, and this is pull it here. Why am I hearing Doja Cat? <laughs> <laughs> this is Baz Luhrmann does do this thing, and I think it works in Moulin Rouge, and I it think works it works in Romeo and Juliet. You can uh, mix, you know. You can mix some, or you you know what you could have did what uh what um uh Rhonda Shonda Rhimes sorry Shonda Rhimes does with uh Bridgerton where she, oh, she has the but the they're instrumental version, yeah instrumental you're, of modern songs you're this is a night the story that's set in 1955 and, and it's I'm, real people and it's real people this is a real story and I'm hearing Doja Cat yeah, and. That's weird. And whoever else, I forget, he played something else. And I'm just like, oh, I think Jay-Z. Was yeah, Jay-Z so or something. I'm just like, bro, I get what you're doing. Trump, but the, no, yeah. no. Mixing it, it's confusing because it's like, that's not that, that's not a part it of this time. It took me completely it took out. Me out. He's a person who's like, I want to take you out of my movie. And, and I, wa- I want you to, I want you and to you, and realize thanks. that you are watching a movie. Which is not a bad thing. No, but it's it's just it doesn't it's jarring and, and it's it doesn't really work. And it doesn't really work if it's a biopic. And you can't sit up here, go from like first of all, they I forgot who was it Black Mar whoever whoever was singing the song originally. For, that was another thing I wrote in here that they don't pay homage to any of the black people outside of BB King. They want to push this agenda that Elvis. Um, you know, adored black people and, and their that music. Is, it is a really interesting way to <laughs> portray Elvis and yeah. how he kind of stole black music. Yeah. And like got, got, but that's got, not how they do that in here. It's, they just do it as like, no, he loves black people No, he so loved black people so much. Like, this was that like... he had to re-record he had, these things and 
and make himself famous off of them. It, it's just... It, he but, just loved black people too much, But dude. it's like, they didn't You don't understand. He loves... <laughs> he, he really loves... Love, no, he runs... He, he fucking loves... Black people, man. But it's like, not even really talking or paying homage or saying who was the lady that was singing the song, but then you take me from that and then change it into modernizing to bring Doja in it. And the scene Doja that you touch. did, it, it just it just didn't work. Yeah. It's like, you can't go from put having me be in this 1950s era to now I'm two years ago when Doja Cat came out with this song. So the, the people that were portrayed in the movie that whose songs he covered and mm-hmm. became famous for mm-hmm. were um, Sister Rosetta Tharp, who mm-hmm. was uh, played by Yola, which I didn't realize was I didn't Yola. Know, didn't I know that either. I love her. I didn't know that either. And then um, Arthur Big Boy Crudup, who mm. um, was portrayed by Gary Clark Jr., and he's the guy who's playing the oh. guitar when they keep going to flashbacks to his childhood, who we watched. But we never said his fucking name. Yeah. And they had B.B. King, of course. Yeah. And they had... Um, Little Richard. Yeah. And they have Big Mama Thornton. That's who that was that was singing. So these are all people who, like, mm-hmm. Elvis covered their songs and became, like, kind of famous. Like, mm-hmm. Hound Dog and uh, <clears throat> and other songs. Other songs. Other blues songs. The songs that or... he sings at the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. When they do the flashback back to... Um... Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's just... It was a weird... Can we talk about Tom Hanks? Ooh, where do you want me to start? 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 The framing of this movie is the movie is told from Colonel Colonel Parker, Colonel Mm -hmm. Tom Parker, who becomes like Elvis's business manager Mm -hmm. and basically kind of bankrupts him Mm -hmm. and like you know ruins his life, right? Essentially, so it's portrayed by 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 Tom Hanks and it's. And it's basically this weird, like, circus fairy tale type like. device <laughs> where he's he's doing the voiceover. Like, he's telling mm-hmm. the story and he's go he's going, this is what people tell, say that I killed Elvis. But oh, why I'm the really, villain of the story. But I'm not the villain. It's because but he it's, loved his fans, blah, blah, blah. No, he was literally, you were literally the villain. <laughs> you were the villain. And it's an interesting thing. Like, I like the idea of having the narrator sure. be completely unreliable sure. and completely just have the entire... I love something like that. I love something like that. The way they did it <laughs> was not good. No. Because it was Tom Hanks in this, in this weird prosthetic prosthesis and like... Mm. A fat suit, and he he was doing this this accent. Oh, the mouth thing! Even, I put that in here. He's doing a mouth thing. I hate, hate I, a mouth thing. I said, but I hate Tom's. I just hate a mouth actor. <laughs> he was doing it was while we were watching Austin Butler, who completely like disappeared into mm-hmm. Elvis, like, like completely literally. became Elvis. He and then, Elvis for one, and then we're. The other lead of the movie is Tom Hanks doing the most over-the-top, crazy fucking performance I've ever seen. And and every single time, it was that thing where it's bringing me back to, oh, I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Instead of, like, falling into these naturalistic performances. The girl who plays um, Priscilla is great. Yeah, she's she's pretty good. She's doing a very, 
realistic. They don't give her enough scenes. Even the, the but... parents, the who play Elvis's mom, even though it was kind of over the top, she was playing like this big. Drunk. Yeah, the mom was getting the nerves. She was crazy, but she was like, she was good. Like yeah. the actor was good. Yeah, and you believed it. Yeah, and then they would go to they as soon as the camera would pan to Tom, he would go, uh, Elvis, you have to. <laughs> like, he had this weird like, like Edna Mode accent because it was like you didn't know whether he was southern or if he was, he was French he was or if he Dutch, was, but also he's supposed to be lying about his origins. But I looked up, uh, there's a video clip of the original guy, and he talked nothing like that. Like, like Tom Hanks so, really added to the... So he was like, oh, well, Leonardo's doing an accent <laughs> Leonardo's this year, doing a mouth so thing. So I'm going to do one as well. I'm going to do a mouth thing. And it was it was unhinged. Yeah, it was. It was I, unhinged. I also put, like, I hate the realization that Elvis was white. Like <laughs> He's what? <laughs> It pissed me off because it was just. What? It was great. I don't know. I didn't really feel like we needed to make an emphasis on that. Like, oh, I thought that was just weird. Oh, the scene was fine. You know what was weird about it? <laughs> the zoom in to the faces. Going, I think maybe He's that's what? I think that's what the, that's what makes it so emphasis on it, and it's like Hate okay, it. Hate it. okay. Please, like, cool. it made it He's, hard, what? Like, cartoonish and like mm. ah, it was just wild. Um, just wild to watch. I just feel it made me think. Oh, if someone else is directing this, what would this look like? Yeah, because it's just better. Maybe, but also I don't know if it's the, also the script. Yeah, I think that it could also really be the Which script. I think was also co-written by Baz Luhrmann. So there we are. <laughs> I also put that I believe uh, black people feel like props in this movie. Yeah, they kind of are. Um, they don't really have too much. I mean, they don't. They don't have any yeah. agency. No. Like, he only ever interacts with uh, the black characters mm-hmm. or actors when he wants to steal music. Exactly. Or when he's feeling down in the dumps. And or, they're supposed to bring him. Is, is bring in that to, magical Negro. <laughs> society is <laughs> trying to knock him down. They're trying to outlaw him wiggling his leg. Mm. It's illegal for him to fraternize with the black people. And then he goes out into... <laughs> Oh, he's, you see, you see, he had to deal with civil, uh, uh, this, this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Civil issues as well. Because he was, uh, and then he goes, they were, he was uh, associating him with black people and trying to put him, uh, if he, if they, I think one of the scenes is that he went on stage, they were going to arrest him yeah. for doing any, and it's just like, okay. It was what? Which, the thing is, it's a true, it's a true story. So they are, sure. So they're telling the truth. And but it just feels like an emphasis on it so you can try to, like, sympathize or the story that they're trying to tell is there's always been that back and forth of whether Elvis actually really did steal black people's music or, or he really he paying homage, homage to like, them. And so yeah. it's just like this movie that Baz was telling was like, no, 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 he's, he paid homage. No, he loves black people. Yeah. But he no, he loves, just really loves them. He loves Like, you just don't understand how much he loves them. He loves them. Do you hear Doja Cat playing in the background? And like, they had to have like this scene, which... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just like her. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, it just, it, like, even having at the beginning of the movie... Uh, you they're telling the story of like how his family was poor and how he had to live in I guess you know black neighborhoods because they didn't have any money yeah. and how he um, down in Memphis Tennessee and how he used to go and like be in the tents with the black people when they were doing you know 
back in the day when they had like their spiritual hymns and they would sing in the tents and do their church and whatnot. And he was in there with them, being praised by them. And it was just like, There's, come on. Well, yeah, he he experienced the Holy Ghost. So this is oh, that's what it, that's right. Love. He experienced the Holy Ghost. That's when the, he fell in love yeah. with black music, and he was like, I have to make black music. Yeah, it's just like we're we're props. There's nothing. We're it was just black people were in that movie to perpetuate um, this this story that. But is probably. isn't that, does that mirror his actual life? Doesn't that mirror, like, I guess people just existed kind of for him in order sure. to, to, <laughs> to but like I make think his career? Watching, sure, exactly. And I think that's wild, though. because it, But it's, it's upsetting because then when you watch Priscilla um, and you're seeing all of the portrayals of, of uh, Elvis with his friends and whatnot, there are no fucking black people in Priscilla. Like there's not one maybe hey. the maid and oh the maid and, and then I think there's other one other person there are no black people because they showing his life and she basically he controlled her life and he was she was around him when when he wasn't off and doing shit yeah but there were no black people around him when he was at home and, and doing of certain things not. so it's just they like watching Elvis so it's like watching Elvis and how he used to be out with BB King and. You know, he was doing this and doing that. And it was like, but these, that don't, it doesn't feel like it was true. Ah, this is, I guess, is what I'm, I'm, I guess that's what it's feeling like. Or it's like, it was showing that his, what he felt was his personal life. He's not going to have black people around his personal life, his child, his wife. But he's going to go out and seek. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even fucking worse. But okay, this made me think. Alright, so Elvis, watch it or don't. I I, I, don't. I would not. The 10 out of 10 would not Austin recommend. Butler's performance I think is great. Did, could, you, could you guess what my favorite scene was out of the movie? I said it was towards the end. Uh, when he finds out that the colonel is uh, actually taking his... And then he like kind of like... He's on a stage yeah, and he's that's like... Okay. That's the best scene in the whole movie. Fucking great. Phenomenal. Fucking Phenomenal. great. Phenomenal. I was like... You're fired! You're fired! <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, I was like, "That is that is it. That is actually that was a really there. great scene. That was really good. When he even from the beginning, when he's like, okay, so Elvis, he finds out that his like business manager has been like, you know, basically signed him up for five more years mm-hmm. of, of uh, a Las Vegas residency when he's been promising that he can go on an international tour. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah blah. He basically signed his life away. Whatever. Right. And they just keep him drugged up and shit and don't really care about his well-being and they just want him on stage every night. And then so he, he ends up finding out too that um, when he tries to leave him, when he finds it out that he's broke because his father and yeah. the colonel have basically... But this, this scene happens prior to him finding out that the colonel... Um, I got to remember. I, I was in and out of this movie. I know. It, it happens because this is after he's fired and then his dad is like, well, no... Actually, we owe him money, so you can't really fire him. Right, right. They owed him $8,000. Uh, $8 million. Was it $8 million? Yes. Oh. $8 million. I thought that was like $1,000. No, Mark. He said, I thought it was like, and he said it was broke, so I was like, oh, I guess $8,000 would be a lot of money. No, I literally, my jaw dropped because it said $8 million. I was like, it was like How 8.3 the fuck million. What that all that amount to 8 million dollars? Yanni fucking I don't know. But the, in this scene basically it's like one of the, he's at one of his shows on his residency after he's collapsed and they like just oh, give yeah. him drugs to yeah, go yeah, back yeah. on stage just so he can, you know, 
continues like, the show. The most important thing is he goes on this stage and Yeah, and it's gross. And he goes back on stage and and he's doing this performance. Right, right, right. And he, now. he's talking to the Damn, audience. And he's like pointing out like like and and Tom Hanks is pointing out to like the the uh the owner of the mm-hmm. place, the owner of the, the hotel. Like, oh, this is what he's gonna do. He's gonna he's gonna put this spotlight up and he's gonna talk to the audience mm-hmm. and he's gonna point point you out and then he's gonna point me I out. I do like that blah, scene. Blah. And then he does. He mm-hmm. goes, Hey, there's the high roller and he points out the, the manager of the hotel and then he points at his manager here and he goes, There's my, my so called manager. manager and he goes into this rent and he's just so you can see it in his yeah. eyes, he's just a rage and he's just like Fuck this. And he goes, fuck the international. Mm. And then like, it's just a good scene. Yeah. And then he, he's like, Oh, I heard you're an alien. You can't mm-hmm. you can't uh you don't have a fucking passport. And he's mm-hmm. just and the audience is like, oh. oh So if the entire movie was that If it was that. And then he ends up firing him and it's it's great. Yeah. But then he can't really get away. But yeah. his performance it's just it's just great. And it's just and I think a problem I have with Baz Luhrmann's directing is he doesn't let moments linger. Like it's yeah. always the jump cuts and the zoom in and the jump. He's to the this. opposite and the of, scenes... of, of of Snyder. Like he's literally the opposite. Yeah, he, where... just, he just jumps and jumps and jumps and cuts and cuts. And he just every scene was so. Even though this movie is long as fuck, every scene just felt so fast. Like you were just going from scene to it's it very felt jarring. like a long movie trailer. It really like it was did. just like we're, you, you and we're done to, here. We're done here. You weren't allowed to here. feel anything because yes. the moment that you were trying to, now we're on to the next scene. Yes. and now we're on to the next so scene. So this is the <laughs> only moment that you were allowed to have like a like you, you get to sit mm-hmm. in it and see and feel as uncomfortable as the audience. Mm-hmm. while that he's having this big melt drug induced meltdown on stage and you're like oh this is fun right where was this the rest of this fucking movie the two hours that i spent where watching this? this fucking movie why? why where was it where was it i'm upset yeah but um yeah that was my favorite scene in the movie it was it was the best scene honestly and i i yeah i figured that that was it i was like that has to be the the only thing honestly that was worth you know i love performance watching i also liked just like austin butler seeing him do the uh like musical performance yeah everything he did was great he was great like literally like just like the whole gyrate the gyration and then like the he just like the mannerisms he like it was crazy tell they've put him they've put his like his scene side by side to like Mm -hmm. the real elvis performances and it's like uncanny it's it's that's crazy crazy. yeah he's He's perfect. I just wish he was given a better movie to to actually show. Maybe, <laughs> to, to do maybe if if him and and, and Jacob Elderdy could have like they just tag if they switch. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. He wasn't my fave in that. I mean, but there she was portraying a different Elvis. He wasn't the flashy. He was just a different guy. No, and that would have been fine. Yeah. Interesting. But it wasn't fine. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I, re- I had notes about his his portrayal. Oh sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think overall, it's just not a good movie. <laughs> There's not. like towards like I wrote towards the end like this is dissolving into a mess. I don't know what the fuck was happening after that one scene. I don't know what what was the rest of this movie. Oh yeah, like it just. It was a mess. And it, I was guess, literally, it was literally them just like speed running up to before his you death. You know, when he dies. Yeah. yeah. And even that was like 
anticlimactic. Yeah. They, they, it was off screen. It was, it was off screen death. Like, he like got on an airplane and that was just the Which I, probably is by design. This is a real person. And like, sure. And you don't want to, you know, get too exploitative and gross. But they, they didn't even show like the year leading up. They kind of no, just that's cut, what I'm saying. cut his experience yeah. off when he was about to turn He died two years. I think two years turn, later yeah, after that Yeah, he was about scene. to turn 40. So then they. Yeah. You know, it was. It was, it was nah. Because he died at 42. He, he said, died at 42. He said, I'm about to be 40 in that last scene. Yeah, that's... So they skipped like four years, I think. Or three. Three or four years. Yeah, math is hard. He, <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, he said in the scene, I'm about to be 40, and he died at 42. Yeah. I, and I said that the only th- time they ever talked about the age gap in this movie, because they don't talk about the age gap, is at the end when Priscilla leaves him, and he goes, he says a line, uh, I'm when you're 50 and you're gonna be 40. When you're 40, when you're 40 and I'm 50, you'll be back or or, or something like that. We'll get back together. Or yeah, yeah. But um, they actually do in the um, because I was surprised that they even mentioned it. Where uh, when they that. first meet, their first scene where they in the room first kiss in the room. Um, Tom Hanks or Colonel whatever his voiceover says. Oh, and then. Elvis was falling in love and he had met uh, so-and-so's teenage daughter. And they actually threw in the word teenage. And oh, I, like, I missed oh, that word. Interesting. Because I, I didn't think that. they would say that. I think they would just say, oh, and he met the love of his, love of his life. But they actually added, oh, and he met the teenage daughter of, of Sergeant whatever. And I was like, oh. Well, maybe I did hear they that. They threw in that teenage register. word. Interesting. Yeah, but it was like still because friends Elvis at the time was like twenty seven or twenty eight. Um, <laughs> or like I assume that if he's ten 26. years older than her, so he was if she was he like, was in his twenties. Yeah, because mid to, mid to late twenties. And the and Priscilla, they actually do speak specifically about their yeah. age uh, and how um, she's she was a sophomore in high school. Beautiful. Um, and so she was actually yeah, she was fourteen. Jesus Christ. And literally, you watch like from fourteen to fifteen to sixteen. I think for two years they don't have contact. Like they meet in fourteen, they have like this whole fling and romance. They don't have sex or anything, which doesn't make it any better. And then two years later, he calls on her again, and then um, he she like goes and like visits him somewhere or whatever. I think in Memphis, and then they still don't have sex. And then a year later. Uh, he convinces her parents to allow her to move to Memphis to live in his house Great. and it, with the promise that he'd enroll her into a Catholic school. And then and then they end up getting married. Yeah, so they don't even... They, they still... They, they wait until he, she graduates and then they actually... Which I that's feel like it's the, his noble thing. is like, well, I waited till she was 18 uh, and graduated. That's the definition of grooming. They have to be in the fucking... <laughs> Dictionary was that grooming. You groom the shit out of her. Yeah. Congratulations, you're a great groomer. It was just like, okay, so like that's Ew. not it doesn't make it any noble that you waited till she was eighteen and to after she graduated high school. It was just like she was still living in your home <laughs> in your same bed oh, with you. No. Like yeah. And if that's to be believed that right. they wait. That's also I, mm. I assume that they were trying to tell the real story in Priscilla. I mean, it's based off of so... the book that Priscilla actually wrote. Right. But she also, that is the father of her child. So still. And at that time, her she child was... her child was living. Lisa Marie has since passed away. But 
Like, yeah. She Would still you really want to? Yeah. Can you really go? Oh yeah, your father was a fucking pedophile and blah blah. blah. Especially I was when fourteen. He's so, he was twenty four. When he's so beloved, like, mm-hmm. I, like she can't really go into, you know. Yeah. So that's very hopefully true. Hopefully, nothing more sinister. Happens, uh, yeah. Hopefully that oh, that was. Gosh. I guess hopefully that I mean because it, it still happened regardless. Like <laughs> the, the like I think that's really crazy and gross. Like you fall for twenty and like. The way that they portray their relationship seems way different in the beginning in Priscilla than like how they oh, make yeah. it very I've seen, innocent. I've seen scenes from Priscilla where they almost like, which I love. I love what Sofia Coppola did by having Jacob Elordi be who, so tall, who is the seven foot right. beast, mm-hmm. and and Callie Spaney, I think is who plays yeah. uh, Priscilla, mm-hmm. and she's small, like looks like five, a little girl. Five. <laughs> she looks like a little girl, she and does. the way and he, I had to look this up. She was twenty five. He like calls her like darling little girl, like the Baby. way like they really yeah. like make that you know that age difference and yeah. like that power imbalance, like they physicalize it yeah and and i think that's a really cool thing that they did i think that i think that like even just how it just made it and elvis it's like oh well they're just talking in her room with the door open inside of like i don't know a dorm or something like that but in priscilla it's like it's kind of like she feels obligated to like go be alone with him interesting and it's not even like ask. It's like, yeah, go go in the room. I'll be up there soon. We can be alone. I'll just miss home and stuff like that. I also can't remember an Elvis if he if she his mom had died before then, but he uses that as kind of like a oh, thing, like sympathy thing. Like it's ew, so gross. And he, and he don't fully watch it. Yeah, it's, oh it's kind of gross. So, but the only the only other thing I had with watching this technically, it's a biopic mm-hmm. so it made me think like well what makes like a good biopic and what are good biopics because this one feels like not a great biopic even though it has a great performance i don't even it. know if i would consider baz Luhrmann's retelling a biopic it just doesn't it, even because feel it like feels that. like not even real like, no it feels like not a real even though a lot of it is very like he replicated things like scene for scene beat for beat Mm -hmm. and just feel because of his directing style and because of the device used where it's being told by colonel parker it just feels like not a fucking real movie yeah i feel like i don't know i feel like ray ray was a good biopic i feel like yeah uh, Jamie Foxx did a phenomenal job. Incredible. Like even in, with him, he sung you know his uh, songs too. Yeah, and he was just really great. The story was good. I feel like a very. It was under three hours. It was like a normal time. That and part. You got to like see, and you got to see every facet of the character. They didn't yeah. make him be like, oh, he's he's. A, just a good man and he they did told the, all they, of it. they told all of it they told how, how he, he cheated. cheated on his wives how mm. he had uh substance abuse issues yeah how he, like he wasn't the best husband like they told they all really of it. told all that and it's i think that's a that's how you do a biopic i feel like there is one like straight out of compton i i i very much enjoyed it um that one was okay but that but, one was very much like it it did kind of skip over the I was near to say so I I, I feel like it <laughs> or did, bad they did I feel like it was a good movie 
with them skipping and not telling exactly like certain because I feel like I forget which they part. They didn't talk about the barns. They didn't talk yeah, about like, come on. We they gotta, did kind of skip over some got, of that We skipped stuff. over a lot of things. Yeah. But I was it, but, that, also, but that's Dr. Dre. They also did the goofy, but Dr. Dre is the head of that fucking group. Sure. And he was arguably the lead of the movie. I they mean, follow him. That is true. They do do the goofy scene where it's like, hey, yo, can you play that beat again? And he's like, duh, duh, duh. And it's like, <laughs> Huh, that's nice. And it's ain't nothing but a G thing. Yeah, Like, no. it's goofy as shit like yeah. that, where it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know, not like stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, the ones that I wrote, I wrote like a list of ones that I thought were good. Uh-huh. And Ray was at the top. Mm-hmm. There's there's one called Control, where it's about Joy Division, the, that band. And it's Oh, I've never watched it's that. It's a great biopic, because it, it just... It's dramatic, but it also kind of just uh, it 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 shows you the the real the, mm-hmm. the grittiness of, of what happened with this person and like all the performances are good. It was great. I said the social network. I was worried. I was looking at that list. I was like, I thought the social network was yeah. actually. I watched one of the few movies I watched multiple times. So good. Yeah, it just is good and yeah. it holds up. It does. It's crazy. And it, you would think it wouldn't, but it be, because basically they're condemning yeah. what was happening at that time Facebook so it's like, and all that yeah but, but i think I, don't, I think that's still still a very a very good one and it's a way that that he made it he stylized it and made it fit his style but it still made you believe it was a biopic where you're talking about like this, uh, mark uh, not mark zuckerberg <laughs> that's actually the actual guy uh, jesse eisenberg no i mean the actual director oh 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 oh, 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 oh. Made it like, yeah he, i see it what made, yeah it fit, his style yeah but it still felt like a biopic it still felt like something you believed whereas this Elvis like, with Baz Luhrmann it was like it doesn't his, fit his style. style yeah his style almost Mm-mm. overtook it the did story his of style Elvis. was the story his yeah. style was the main character it of this like, movie damn dog like you still have to kind of adapt your own sensibilities and to still, the story you're telling and still keep it rooted like like I said having Doja Cat and Jay-Z playing it doesn't keep that rooted into whatever story you're telling it's, yeah it was weird Hidden Figures, I think, is pretty good. Yeah, Hidden Figures. I think that's Even all... though they do have moments where it's like, we gotta... They have the white saviors we inside of... We have to make this, these white people yeah. look okay. Yeah. He's the one who's gonna... He notices she oh, doesn't she... have a bathroom. Oh, so he goes and tears down the sign, he and now she can use the bathroom. And that's also a story that didn't happen in real life. So, I read, I, I read that, that they just put that, so it's like... They conflated, like, two of the, the characters who, like, had her back, and had to make that moment so that's like guys yeah so uh, i don't know there's i, I said, think i said i think raise though yeah raise the back <laughs> i said judas and the black messiah that was really good and i think not only the performances story the style directing also, of it I, fun, another movie where it's told from the point of yep. view of somebody who's not the, reli- the villain mm-hmm. and someone who's not reliable yep. but like making it so that you can still sympathize oops sympathize mm-hmm. with them yeah sympathize with like you still feel bad that you know the mate he ends up you know committing suicide after doing all of the telling ratting out um yeah. uh what's his face i forgot um uh, What's the, what's the what's um Daniel Kaluuya's character's name? Mm, okay, cool. Why cool. would you do that? To oh, me? I thought you were I looking at me like you knew. Like, oh, are you, you going to say it? <laughs> Why would you do that? I don't know anyone's 
oh, name right now. I don't know either. But anyway, but uh, I think, yeah, I, you, you still feel bad, even though he was a horrible character and he was doing like, but he was also put into a kind of shitty po- position and having to do this. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, I think Lakeith Stanfield did a pretty good job at, um, Fred Hampton. God Fred damn. fucking Hampton. That, like, Ooh, hurt my soul. I, I was know. like, why would you do this to me? Are both of our phones ringing? Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> okay, but, um, yeah, Jesus and the Black Messiah. Uh-huh. I thought, um, I thought Rocket Man. I haven't seen it. Rocket Man was what Bohemian Rhapsody in this movie wish it could be. Okay. Where it is a movie where they, uh, poor they do the. Rhapsody. Dog. And I it couldn't. sucks. I hate when. I when good actors are just in bad movies. I simply couldn't. He did a mouth thing. They didn't do the best prosthetic for yeah. his teeth. Like the whole time I was just staring at us. I'm like, surely he looked we like could've... he looked like the mask. Yeah. <laughs> when the mask. I'm like, surely we could have done this differently. Surely he could have smoking. <laughs> it was just not great. And I saw it in the movie theater, and it was just like, oh no, I watched it on TV. It was not great. But yeah. Rocket Man, I think, was really... like. Taron Edgerton should have gotten some awards because yeah. he, he was great. And he, like, I think he did a lot of his own singing in that as well. Okay. And it was just, and it had the, like, in this movie, maybe I fucking hate Elvis. Because it had those moments of, like, weird, Very like, magical realism and the and the big, like, moments. But it incorporated them in, the, in a real way mm-hmm. because Elton John has such a flamboyant, like, yeah. um, um, stage presence. Mm-hmm. And he was able to, you know, use these weird magical moments and make it feel real mm-hmm. in the movie. And like, it just didn't work. And Elvis it didn't fucking work. I just thought, I thought Rocket Man was great. I think that also, because like, Baz Luhrmann's thing is a retelling. Like, he's good at retelling shit. He's good at retelling the story of Great, great Gatsby, bringing that to life. He's good at uh, retelling. Uh, Mulan Roots because him putting a bunch of songs that are actually already exist and weaving them together and was what he fucking does anyway. He's good at Romeo and Juliet because that's a retelling. I don't think you're he's you're gonna be good at telling a biopic because biopic because that's just not your lane and it's not a retelling. You can't retell something that already ha- that's happened. And it's factual, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I don't know. I just don't think I don't, I don't think that's his lane. But um, I also put what's love got to do with it. Yes, yes. I just thought her performance yeah. was great. I don't know if it's a good movie. I had to think about it because... I have no idea. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I just know the performances are great. Like yeah, her, her like and Lawrence Fishburne or... And Angela Bassett, Bassett, just perfect. They're amazing. I don't know how true to life, because it was pretty before our time, so yeah. I don't know how true to life... And All obviously, events were... she, she, she was being abused. I don't know like if they capture that mm. the best, but I just know her performances. Yeah. Perfect. I just think, yeah, they're just so to the point where when I think of Tina Turner, I see Angela. Bassett I had as a kid growing and growing up, I had to like differentiate like when I'm talking about Tina Turner and not picture Angela Bassett yeah. playing football because that was my so first good. introduction to Tina Turner. So yeah, well, seeing her anyway. And then I had like worse biopics on here. Oof. Where I thought. Um, I don't know. I put Bohemian Rhapsody because it just wasn't. It was also like, I don't know the way they told the story. It was it was cool the way they remade like um, the concert. 
um, like the Live Aid um, mm-hmm. concert. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And and the whole movie. Oh, the uh, up, that's the end. That. The end yeah, of the, the whole movie yeah, is uh-huh. leading up to that. But like everything before that, I'm like, dude. I, What's going on? Why don't I care about this? Why is this so weird? Scene, like that seems pretty accurate, but I think they're like songs they don't even do or didn't do or something like that that they performed in the movie, which I guess isn't the biggest deal, but I feel like they were trying to capture that scene to a T and they just was like, well, they didn't they, even do that. They kind of do the same thing that, that is done in in um in uh, Straight Outta Compton where mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, play that real quick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Scatter-moosh, scatter-moosh. <laughs> Nobody's going to like this. That's what like, about they, they do that. And then, and then they do the whole song. I'm like, okay. okay all right. <laughs> and who the fuck just says Scatter-moosh? Like, where the fuck does it come from? <laughs> what is they didn't give a, I thought that they were going to give a backstory of how these fucked up words that they came up with. like, But it was just like gibberish. And they just, that's yeah. the, oh, this is the song. So good. Um, I would say Walk the Line. <laughs> I do not like that movie. I walk the line. <laughs> um, I also said uh, The Greatest Showman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I was I, on the fence. I love The Greatest Showman, but as a biopic, I was going to say, I was going to say good biopics, but I was like, but I don't know if it's a good. It's not a good biopic. Is it? Awful. Is it even really? It's a, doing the same thing where it's like. No, he didn't exploit these people. He just loves freaks. Yeah, I think he that's, loves that's the crazy. Who are weird. He didn't exploit them. They like money. really. He wasn't bad to them. He was just a quirky guy who loved these uh freaky little weirdos. What's the <laughs> opposite of villainize? Heroize? I don't know. Oh yeah, they like they heroize him or just prop him up to be, glorify. Him, like, yeah, they glorify him to be something that like no that he was not. That and he there was are just not. Of him that he was a horrible person. Yeah. So I was like, why not put any of that in the film? And it's crazy because <laughs> if you don't know and do your research, because I, I wouldn't have, first of all, I didn't know it was real because it's a fucking musical mm-hmm. and there's a lot of shit that's happening that doesn't, it's not real world shit. So. I mean, they are singing. <laughs> so I just didn't know. But then they I'm are like, singing and doing a little stomp. And then when you look it up and you have uh, people, them crying over the fact that the, the, him, uh, being fired, I think, or losing the the circus or something at the end, and they all come back together. It's just like, no, like, why are you? He was a bad person. He's a bad dude. He's bad. He's a fucking bad dude. He was a bad dude. Yeah. He was a bad dad. He was a bad, a bad dude. dad too. He was not good. A bad husband. <laughs> you try to make him. Uh, that's why I, uh, I don't like when you try to glorify people this who are just bad. Show, but the music. Bangers. Oh my god. All day. One of the few things I've watched Bangers. more than once. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. It would be fun if if at the beginning there was a title card that says none of this is true. I like, need it. I need, I need that. Story. I need that because we just decided I don't to, think anything. We just chose this character because we felt like it and we thought it would be a fun backdrop. But this is not a true story. Uh, <laughs> this is the, the greatest, greatest show. This is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be yeah. And then I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, is uh strangers <laughs> a biopic strangers what's that? uh no what is it knock on a, a knock at the what is the one a knock in the cabin uh, yeah <laughs> with dave batista no the one where the people the kid people are wearing the mask and they end up killing the, oh uh, you mean the horror movie 
The yeah, strangers. the strangers. That's what I was like. That's what it's called, right? Okay, I I thought we were in biopic land, so I wasn't expecting. Isn't it movie. technically? It's true events. Is that? Is it? Can is that be a biopic? True, true events. Yeah, I know Amityville Horror is true events. Yeah, so that's technically the, a biopic. the first strangers is. I think the second one. They definitely did a lot of embellishing. I think the technically a lot of horror movies are the like the Conjuring movies. Those yeah. are technically based off of true people. I think didn't then, didn't the um, uh, oh that is the Conjuring the one with Annabelle and all of them. That's yeah, series. but the but the original one where it's the two people who are the mediums yeah. who go in mm-hmm. the house and the family like they they still do tours out of that house because it's like uh, uh, the whole family was real and they they yeah. wrote about their. Well, apparently, not like that Annabelle and all that stuff is supposed to be real too, right? Okay, I don't believe that, but I, but any of like the like the original just haunting of mm-hmm. the of the kids, and they had the kids kind of mm-hmm. write about their experience, and it's like well, that's a little diff. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But um, yeah, there are a lot of horror movies that are like when you think about it, they're kind of like Last House on the Left. I think it's based off of two events. Is it, or is it just like bad people? It's be, supposed be to doing be bad people and they are be. bad people. I mean, that too. But I also think it is supposed to be based off of true events. I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based off of true Supposedly, events. Supposedly, yes. Because a guy who wore Leather face. a face on his face. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be as well. Yep, yep, yep. This is the greatest show. This is the greatest. <laughs> God, should we watch that? Oh my God, no. Should <laughs> we review that in the next one? Sure. We come back and we're like, actually, guys, best biopic ever. <laughs> actually, it was my favorite thing I've ever watched. It was watched. the only good biopic that exists. ever existed. <laughs> I don't think that. It's funny. Uh, what's the name's been in a lot of biopics? Uh, uh, Hugh Jackman. That's all he does. He's like, give me a fucking biopic. And, and X Men. That and X Men. That and X Men. I will not do anything else. Nothing else. You better not give me a fucking script about a rom com. I don't give a damn. Not doing it ever again. Just the X Men. Is his name Wolverine? <laughs> is this Tree Vince? <laughs> this is the great. They need to be both now. Tree Vince of Wolverine. You know who else is who's in biopic land? Who? Zach Efron, who was in the oh, great yeah, showman. Oh yeah, he is. Who's also Iron Claw. Iron Claw, and he was in something. Iron Claw. That's a that's that's a biopic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I mean, it's a lot of things. It is a lot, it's of, a things. lot of things. That was one of But exists. a biopic, I think, is one it of is, those things. It is a biopic. <laughs> yeah. That could have been better. But, uh, but whatever. Sure. This is the greatest show. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Yeah, that was that was it. All right, friends. I think it's definitely that time it is that now. Time. I hope you enjoyed our movie discussion. Yes, I hope you did. And if you do, continue the conversation on our social media. You can find us at M and J, the letter R, the letter U, OK underscore podcast. On Facebook and Instagram, homes. We also have a website that you can go to in your spare time or not in your spare time when you're incredibly busy. And it is MJ, the Check it out, check it out. We have a YouTube page that has our beautiful faces. And you can check that out at MJ. Are you okay? You know, everything else. Same as everything. Everything's the same. Everything's the same. Slide into our dms mm-hmm. if you have any movies suggestions or cues questions oh i was like what's the fucking cue like any questions 
Um, or if you just want to say hi. Yeah, you can say do hi. That. Do that to us. Yeah. All right. All right, friends. Well, we will talk to you guys next time. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Call, Call us back. back. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month.